0: Hello and welcome to It's a Gundam, the internet's best episode-by-episode episode Gundam Seed podcast that finished Gundam 00 and decided it was time to da 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 duel My name is Jeremy.
1: I'm the embody system of a good podcaster.
2: I'm Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> I will always self-destruct. My name is Zach. <laughs>
0: Push the button. <laughs> Push the button, you pansy. He did, but he, did, he only rolled a five.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he just pushed next to the button. <laughs> it's a will check,
0: and he failed. Today we are watching episode 20 of Gundam Build Fighters, Isla's Betrayal. I don't feel like she betrayed anyone. Other- uh, Reiji feels like she betrayed him. Yes.
2: <laughs> she has been consistently lying to him since they've been hanging out in the Meatball Chronicles. No, she hasn't. Ina has.
0: She lied to him once about her name. I guess oh, she lied about Gunpla stuff. You're right. I mean, he never directly asked her about it, but- He did he- kind of ask her about it. He's like, hey, I thought you'd never done this before.
1: <laughs> the most grievous crime, lying about Gunpla stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah. Didn't you watch the last episode? <laughs> Nils Nielsen like, didn't even lie. He was honest about Gunpla stuff, and they were like, how dare you? Never speak to me or my friend with red hair again. <laughs> <laughs> so if this is your first episode of Gundam Build Fighters, it's the, so- it's the story of Isla Yurkiainen, a Finnish waif who... <laughs> Got really good at Gumpla battle somehow, and was recruited by the Flana Institute, which was then hired by Team Nemesis, the Gumpla battling team of a fracking magnate, <laughs> to compete in get- the world
2: championship. <laughs> this is getting steadily more and more ridiculous. Although as in, we or- go.
1: in order to do that, she did have to prove herself against Gawain, yes,
0: <laughs> and uh, his Devil Gundam.
1: There's also Sayan
0: Reiji. Uh, th- uh, they're in this show. They're a Blue Odie boy and a Redoni boy.
1: They're only important because Isla has a crush on yeah,
0: Reggie. Because Reggie and Isla are flirting
2: <laughs> uh, through the uh, Meat Bun Chronicles, as previously mentioned. Um, uh, her opponent is Ricardo Fellini, the Italian dandy who is dating the Gunpla idol
0: Kalala, who is their image character interviewer. Ricardo Fellini's a cool Italian guy who doesn't af- who has sex and doesn't afraid of anything. <laughs> He's also got a wing Gundam. He fought Say and Reggie to a draw. Isla was not impressed because she does not care for Gunpla. And the one thing she does not understand about Reiji is why he is so into these plastic model toys. Are there any other important characters in this show? Uh, we did- uh, there's, China. Nils- there's China, who is Say's not girlfriend. There's Nils Nielsen, the half American, half Chinese, half genius, half ninja, who Say and Reiji defeated last episode and now he's their friend. There's also Mao, Say's Gumpla building friend, who is also now their friend. He met Isla once.
1: Uh, you forgot to mention Isla's true love, snack foods.
0: Yeah, snack food. That's not a character, though. There's okay, Nine Bathers, fair. who is Isla's handle from the Flana Institute.
1: Man, I forgot the, the dumb joke I had. Oh, yeah, the, the fracky magnate, also a grampy magnate.
2: Um.
0: <laughs> we'll find out this, that this episode. Yep. <laughs> also, Isla is pretending to be Ina. Who's not Isla.
2: <laughs> Whenever she wants to hang out with the, the Saiyan
1: Ragey crew, because it turns out Isla is bad at lying. Look,
0: you, you just got to keep it consistent.
1: That's fair. She's bad at improv, is maybe the thing.
0: Yeah. Anything else we need to say about the plot? Uh, also, Isla always wears cosplay to her Gundam battles. That's how. It's ridiculous. She's not cosplaying as any Gundam character. She's cosplaying <laughs> as like the idea of a fetishy anime girl in a mecha series, I guess. It's um, it's
1: her OC, the character. Do not steal.
2: Yeah,
0: which is why Ragey can't doesn't know that yep. it's her. It
1: is a better disguise than some glasses. I will give her that.
2: No one has identified her through her suspiciously strong knowledge of Ila's character or of Ina's character, and the way they identify, they think they have identified the mage in Kawaguchi. As being their former president, he just cyberstalked Yuki. How great would that be if that was actually the truth?
1: If, if that just was some act- guy who looks a lot like him
0: <laughs> who was cyberstalking him. It, it's a Prince of the Popper situation where they just look <laughs> identical to each other and sometimes swap places.
2: Yuki shows up at one point in the stands while the Majin is on the field and
0: they're like, What the hell are you doing? What? <laughs> Th- that's Master Roshan. So, yeah, we're watching episode 20 Isla's Betrayal. You can watch along on Crunchyroll if you like, and we recommend you do. This one is intense, but good. We start out at PPSE at the first lab. That's the G- uh, Gumpla company. They so make it's, particles it's, to make Gumpla's battle.
2: Alan is apparently calling them about <laughs> receiving A five, which is apparently not quite done yet. But <laughs> Alan is like, "I'll fix it. My I'll finish it myself. Just send it over."
0: Yeah, it's only done with phase three of
2: building this model
1: with a team of twenty people or something who are working a night shift to finish this.
2: <laughs> so he, the, the, the guy in charge is like, <laughs> roll it out, we're,
0: we're, we're done. And a couple of
2: people protest.
0: Yeah, they're starting to the job. They're like, it's not ready yet. Like, it's the chief's order. We have to do as he says.
1: And apparently Pink Tie Girl is the person. Although it, that definitely said Project AS, right?
0: <laughs> English characters are hard, Tyler. Uh, although it's, it's incomplete, it's the strongest Gumbla in history. And then the Ptolemy shows up on a view screen. And inside is the Exia. Yeah, just lying down. It's just it's a,
2: here's the Exia. Like, the head looks a little weird cuz it doesn't have like the, the, V-fin. the, well, the V-fin
0: on top. <laughs> Final adjustments are dumb. done. They haven't put the V-fin on yet.
1: <laughs> That's why I thought it might be the O Gundam because they both have that like big center thingy. Do they? Does the O Gundam have a big
2: center gem thing? I don't the O Gundam I is... don't think so. The Wing definitely does, but I don't think the O does. Okay. Cuz the O is very reminiscent of the original like it's supposed to be like the original Gundam. Yeah, it, um, but it
1: does have some, like, double-O
2: bullshit on it.
0: and Not I,
2: really. The the, does the o- not... Gundam doesn't really.
0: I mean, it's got the uh, particle generator on the back, and it's got a way more streamlined color scheme, but that's about it. It's definitely m- what more like a double-O Gundam design.
1: Okay. So that's an Exia. It was going to be my question. Yes. Yeah, it's okay.
0: an Exia. <laughs> Zach saw it in the model shop once. I know the thing's titled. Do you want me to tell
2: you what it is? Yes, please. The I... Exia Amazing.
1: Of course it is. Well, oh man, that said, I am excited for the animation they're going to do with that. If it's anything like Double O's Exia fights, there's
2: part of me that's like, it would make some sense if the Majin was just like, no, I'm going to continue using the Camper Amazing because. I use Zaft mobile suits, motherfucker.
0: <laughs> yeah, what are you doing giving me this Gundam?
2: <laughs> they make him an Amph instead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that's not a Zaft mobile suit. Well, okay, that's fair. Will well, you the accept, Zaku wasn't Will either. you accept a Zaku from Zaft? <laughs> the Zaku is a mobile suit. I will, ZAFT but I won't like it. Suit?
1: <laughs> a Zaku is a Zaft mobile suit.
0: <laughs> I meant Zeon. Yeah. So we cut to air traffic control bringing in a plane, on which is a fracking magnate and his cute grandson? Nani?
2: <laughs> you know, the way you said that made it sound like you were actually reading off of like a light novel cover.
1: <laughs> the fracking magnate and his cute grandson? So, so
2: all the fracking magnate wants is the championship trophy so that he can give it to his grandson as an unearned bonus. Which is why he has dumped all this money into
1: recruiting a bunch of kid, a bunch of waifs to play Gunpla.
0: To be fair, he also recruited Gawain before them. That's fair. So his grandson is just excited to watch a gumpa battle. Since apparently he does not love his gun his grandson enough to watch the entire tournament. Just the top eight and above. And his like his son's like, Your Gumpa's gonna win, right, grandpa? And he's like, Yeah, and Isla is upset about this. Well, I think there is at
2: least a portion of Isla that is competitive. And just hearing someone basically be like, "Yes, your achievement means nothing because I'm going to give it to somebody else."
0: So nine is like, "Huh, that's his motivation." Interesting, man. Sponsors fucking suck.
2: <laughs> <laughs> to
1: which Ila re- replies, "This is so dumb. I can't believe we're
2: doing this." <laughs> and I originally, like when he when he was saying that, I thought this guy was showing himself to be a little bit of more of a decent human being.
0: I think he kind of is. He's evil in a very, very human way, which we'll get to later. But I think he like does have some care for Isla in the same way you have care for someone you work with. Because he's also agrees that this is ridiculous. And when Isla speaks, though, she is like, oh, no, I didn't say anything. I didn't express an opinion. I just said I'll do good for Nemesis. Cut to the president's mansion where he's like, wait, I haven't been in a series for like, a couple episodes. Now they're in the best four. I, I'm assuming the one that, say, had it
2: 9% is probably gunplug control. But yeah, so he's looking for Baker Chan and running around. I love how this shot of, of Baker Chan is like hiding under the <laughs> desk. Just a shot of like the at counter. Her failure.
0: She's like, Well, I never imagined you'd beat Niels Nielsen. Cut to Niels Nielsen and Reggie. Be like, Okay, Reggie, close your eyes, take deep breaths,
2: correct your posture. This is so dumb, and it is exactly my humor. So Niels is, like, trying to get him to meditate to retrieve a, like, buried memory of how the Plavsky particles work. And Reggie and Reg- falls asleep. <laughs> and Reggie just falls asleep sitting up. I, he
1: also says specifically, retrieve the memory of the Plavsky, or where the Plavsky particles sleeping. And then we cut to who who is asleep.
0: <laughs> and Say is like, man, I don't think Reggie knows anything. He's just a weird fighter boy. He's a murder hobo who just lives in my room because he helped us beat some bandits once.
2: <laughs> I'm reasonably sure that it, that isn't just about the Plavsky particle. I don't think Reggie knows anything. <laughs> period. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he barely knows how buns work. <laughs> and then
0: Say, he's like, well, then do you know? And Say is like, I don't know either. Maybe my dad does. He like worked on the Plavsky particle generator system. Cut to... Says dad
2: <laughs> in their store, which he has closed, and he's just devouring uh, ramen. Which, I mean, I don't have this ramen at my house, but this is kind of how I eat now that my without anybody are undercooked for me because I can't cook. Dude, open your store! What are you doing? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, he's just like Rin, come home. I wanted to have a bunch of sex while Say was at a tournament, <laughs> and Nils is like, Ah, oh, at ten years ago, you would have been three years old. You probably learned something then. I love the action lines that are around <laughs> yeah. him during the scene. Because he's and, very serious about this.
2: And Say is just like, uh, what? So anyway, Nils is like,
1: I'm going to hypnotize the shit out of you, Say. Well, he does ask for permission. It's
0: like, I'm going to try to awaken the memori- memory with hypnotherapy. Meanwhile, Reiji is asleep. And Say is like, I need to fix my Gunpla. And so Nils, Nils replies like, with, I'll help you when we're done here. I can't wait. I must find the secret of the Plowski particle. Cut to um, Mao, who has appeared in Chi before, and being like, you two seem to be having fun. I'm still sad about that date I didn't go on a couple days ago.
2: <laughs> and so he's, he breaks and starts crying, and uh, this wakes up Reiji. I love how Reiji immediately is like, I can't sleep. Not, you know, how, wait, what happened? Why was I asleep? Anyway, they all get into a shouty
1: match with each other, except Nils, who's like, all right, say it's time I, to be hypnotized. I love how they're <laughs> arguing in,
2: like, the cutouts around the around the door. Uh, meanwhile, apparently Fellini's room is upstairs from theirs. <laughs> I thought the idea was that he was right next, that he was the door, the room next door. I didn't hear, he's apparently close to them, or they're really, really fucking loud. Anyway,
1: he's like, well, this is annoying. I guess I'm going to go to the arena early.
0: Rombaral is waiting in the lobby for him. And is like, I came to wish you luck, Italian dandy. Sorry, I'm not a hot chick.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I do love that. And he he's like, she already went to the to the arena for work. And we will find out what that work was. I do kind of like this because we saw Rambaral in and in Fellini kind of hang out at the same places. Because that's where we first met Fellini was at the Zion Dion Bar <laughs> when Rambaral took Reggie over there to train at. It's clear that these two know each other. Or knew each other before the start of this series. Well, and if you notice, Fellini calls him Lieutenant this entire scene. Yes. Most it's...
0: people call him Lieutenant. <laughs> is... I think basically it's just the kids in Rinko who just refer to him as on So Romba Roll's like, so you got a plan? Fellini's like, I'll figure it out. Those kids are waiting for me in the semifinals. We had a draw before, so we have to settle it in smash. And by <laughs> that, I mean Gumpla battle.
2: See, that is the closest thing to like dramatic stakes that fellini still has with the uh, with our leads but unfortunately since they haven't actually faced isla yet sorry fellini you're not going to seduce this girl she is too young for you <laughs> and she already has a crush on someone else is the blue giant nickname
0: something that he had in the original gundam it's not actually from the original gundam but it is in retroactively applied to that Ramba roll it is from the expanded universe fiction the Blue Giant is Romperall's nickname, which is also what Fellini calls him, which causes Romperall to sell Who is Romperall? We will never know. <laughs> Cut to nine, giving Isla a briefing on the Wing Gundam Fenice. In the app movie. <laughs> yeah, movie. It's like, anyway, his Gundam is S-class. He's S-class. And Isla's like, that's oh, fine. But then she sees some footage of Reiji fighting him and gets distracted. And is like, oh no. If I win now, my next opponent is Katsureji. <laughs> Looking at absolutely like startled. If and you want to deploy the Gundam so badly, you should go out in it yourself. Ugh! Not even my father hit me! <laughs> I
2: wasn't entirely sure what was going on here. I love that the slap bark appears. <laughs>
0: Uh, so Say gets bright slapped by his own mind.
2: <laughs> As the other three are just absolutely flabbergasted at this. I love how Reiji turns to out and is like, what the hell is he talking about?
0: Reiji's like, hey, Zach doesn't know what's going on. And Ma like, oh, he's saying all of Amuro Ray's lines from the original mobile suit Gundam. He just reached episode nine. <laughs> <laughs> and Mills is like his subconscious memories from the age of 3 are just Gundam dialogue. Ms. What a Mild- nerd. <laughs> I have 3 PhDs but I'm not
2: that big a nerd. Cut to Killala at work. And man, who sacrificed Porcina to this? I think it was Killala's idea, yep. and it was not a good idea. For Cheetah, she looks so embarrassed this entire time and out of
0: place. Anyway, she... And already... Rinko's right there. Yeah, well, Rinko also knows it's a terrible idea, but she's chaperoning. It's like, when you tell me what Say is like during school, he's like, well, he often secretly sketches ideas for his gumpla. <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, that's not good for his education. And Cheetah gets embarrassed that she has uh, insulted Say. <laughs> and, and, and
2: Rinko is just so embarrassed. Like, she's glowing the same color as her outfit.
0: So Fellini drives by on his moped, and she's like, Gambate, with his sidecar with no one in it because she's doing an interview. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I think he's got his gunplay in it, actually. And he's then, got something in the sidecar. I just don't know what it is.
1: And Fellini's like, well, I may be getting old, but I
0: still got it. The Italian. I mean, he Dan does Dan, better than anybody else show. against her. He figures everything out. Then we don't get an eye catch, which is how you can tell it's time for the battle to start. A
1: Predictions on whether Fellini will win this match. Obviously the answer is no because of narrative tension, but also you find that out this episode anyway, so it's not even that exciting. Anyway, hi everyone and welcome to the end of the first 80% of Gundam Build Fighters. That's a way to phrase that. Um, (laughs) It was episode 20 out of 25. Um, And thank you for coming and listening. I was going to say watching, but with your ears. And also, Merry Spring, everyone. I've got the spring fever really bad, both in terms of allergies and also wanting to be outside to exacerbate those allergies. So I'm going to keep this one short. We have a Patreon, you know about it, .com slash lastpodcast, where for a dollar a month you can tell us that you appreciate that we exist, which, you know, I appreciate that you appreciate us. Um, And for $5 a month, you can get access to all of our episodes early in addition to a monthly bonus episode where we do all sorts of nerd stuff that isn't necessarily Gundam related or even anime related. It's a scattershot. It's all over the place. And I kind of like that. To close us off, very randomly, I've been trying to learn a bunch of new songs on the guitar recently, and that's gotten me back into the music of Dark Cloud, and hey, y'all, Dark Cloud had amazing music. If you never played it, Dark Cloud is a great game with a lot of serious flaws, and Dark Cloud 2 is a good game with less serious flaws, and it's weird how that works. Okay, anyway, let's, let's get back to watching Fellini definitely win this match against Isla. That will definitely happen. Funnels.
0: The president has rented out the Gumpla Battle Box to watch from (laughs) with his grandson. (laughs) Is this the first time we've actually gotten the
2: name of Isla's mobile suit?
1: I think they've mentioned it before. I knew it was uh, the Papillon Cubilee from somewhere. But the
2: thing is, I don't know if they told us that or Jeremy said that when I asked him about it at one point. But yeah, she has the Cubilee Papillion. Ricardo Fellini goes to
0: meet her on his motorcycle. I do actually kind of like this.
2: What what field is this? Mountain?
0: I yes. think. And he's like, now allow me to seduce you, Miss Legendary Undefeated Senorita." <laughs> <laughs>
2: And he starts blazing away with the
0: underslung, like, gym Beam rifle.
1: But they launch clear funnels, which at this point we've already kind
0: of figured out. And so has Fellini. So he just skids away from them and starts driving away.
2: When I initially saw what he was doing, my thought was that he was yeah. trying to use the snow kicked up from the bike. Yeah, to get on them. To show him where they were, but that's not actually what he's in. What he's doing. He's, he's just kinda, flat out running them. He
1: kind of also does that, though.
2: So... Well, I think the idea is actually more of he has already figured out that they can't catch him on the bike, so he's using it to string him out to get a clean shot later. But also,
0: we find out that Isla's kind of off her game here, too. Because Nine's like, hey, why aren't the funnels fast enough? And Isla's like, man, if I beat this guy, I'm going to have to fight Reiji. And now we get an Iron Man shot of me, and so we remember that this show came out after Iron Man, and that (laughs) feels weird. Worse than the uh, the Mm -hmm. Code Geass ones. So Felitti turns around. Now that they're all lined behind him, and he's like, "Hey, time for Buster Rifle some funnels." I
2: forgot about that shot, Tyler, where they come through the smoke screen. Yep. So Fellini blows through a mountain and all of the funnels, and Nine is like, "How did he get all of them in one shot?" I love how he comes through the smoke, firing the uh, the Vulcans and drawing the
0: beam his beam saber, and becoming the first person to deflect or to get, register a hit on Isla, even though he only kind of gets some shoulder armor. I and then he this. turns
1: his rapier into a wrist-mounted Gatling gun. I love the, <laughs> the, the like wrist-mounted Gatling
2: beam. Why he's not using like the uh, the shoulder beam laser that we've seen that he has, maybe he took that off. Because obviously he did have to rebuild it after mm-hmm. the draw with Say and Reiji.
0: Luckily, Isla also has the regular leaf funnels, which is many funnels. <laughs> but they're not invisible.
1: I counted at least 36 just then.
2: They do shoot off his uh, rapier beam Gatling. As he grabs, as he falls back onto his bike,
1: then he goes through that one snowboarding area in Final Fantasy VII,
0: and Kalala rushes to the battle, being like, "Oh man, how long could taking a middle school or could interviewing a middle schooler take?" Does
2: this arena just have the one, the one entrance into it? Because everybody's always coming down this hallway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they come from up, but yeah, usually from here. So we see that Fellini has split his underslung gym rifle off and is now just shooting both of them. And also, apparently, he added a regular mode to the uh, buster rifle. Because he's he's fired it more
2: than three times. Yeah. I do like the shot. I just kind of wish it had been referenced that it wasn't just the standard wing beam rifle anymore, buster rifle.
0: Yeah, there's a mode to
2: it. Looks like it still has the, the shoulder gun.
1: Anyway, cut to a kid who is not excited by Sweet His name Gumbler. is Lucas. Lucas, apparently. <laughs> who
2: clearly doesn't seem to understand how
0: tournaments and contests yeah. work. He's
1: like, Grandpa, this tournament PK sucks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Grandpa's like, don't worry about it. We're going to make a comeback any second now. Just wait a little while longer. Nine, what the hell are you doing? My son is not impressed. How
2: old, grandson, how old is that kid anyway? Is he like five? I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Young. I do like how he gets Isla to fly
0: into one of his beams. Yep. It doesn't seem to be much of a hit, but it is a hit. So apparently they're oh. using something called the embody system. Yep. Nine brings up Isla's character sheet and her embody <laughs> is getting low. And he's like, why is that? And the and Grandpa President Fracker is like, hey, what are you doing? You're letting him beat you. My grandson wants to see an overwhelming victory. And she, he's like, yeah, that's not how sports works. And he's like, well, then fuck her up. Press the sacrifice, the wave button. <laughs>
2: and uh, We, we have plenty of those. The appropriate answer to, uh, to this particular order is,
0: I'm not doing that to a teenager. Fuck you. Yeah. And unfortunately, he's a company man. So he's like, uh, boss, I think that's a bad idea. And he's like, I don't care. Win. And he's like, well, goddamn it. And he's like, if she becomes useless, get the next random girl who came into my office and beat up Gawain. There was definitely more than one of those, right? I don't just remember it every night.
2: That's my order as your sponsor. Um, still, how about no? He gets uh, hung up on trivial details, like the health of a kid. Yep.
0: Yeah, well, this is why fracking is bad. We, You have to throw a 16-year-old girl into the well every time you want to get some oil out. <laughs> Maybe it's just because it's
2: the health of the waif that he's not concerned with. Maybe that's the issue. Maybe that's the problem.
0: So nine, while a little better than a fracking magnate, is, like I said, the most subtle human evil of he starts standing up to the guy. But the moment that he might get fired for standing up his beliefs, presses the sacrifice the girl button and says, hey, it's your fault for being off your game. Anyway, the embodied numbers go red and Isla's helmet starts glowing, which is how you know we're in a Gundam show now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Also, her vision starts getting weird and her chart
0: goes way up. Uh, Headache intensifies. It would be absolutely justified
2: and hilarious. If they do this, she crashes because they're fucking with her mind. And <laughs> Felina just <laughs> drops her. Yep. Felina just stands up and, like, uh, knights her.
0: You just, bang, okay, end of story. So Felina's like, oh, did she finally fall for my charms? Did she literally <laughs> fall for me? <laughs> Unfortunately, she in from her belly flop up into the air. She is now fast and takes off one of Ricardo's arms with a lance thrust, also knocking him from his bike. And before he can get a shot on her, she is behind him, taking his wings. Because she's the butterfly. Only she gets wings. <laughs> so she's absolutely wrecking Felini now. Yeah, she is go haunting him, just being behind him whatever he tries to do. And Kalala's like, oh no, my boyfriend's gonna lose. Like <laughs> real bad. <laughs> Meanwhile, Say and friends are late because that's what their character flaw is.
1: Regi blames Say. <laughs> they they have really bad initiative roles. And
0: then uh
2: Mal was like, You're the one who's always late, Ragie. I do kind of like how, like, this is now just the friend group.
1: Yep. I like how Nils is like, I wasn't expecting her to have to recite all 43 episodes of Gundam.
2: (laughs) Who could have possibly anticipated that?
0: I'm a genius with three PhDs, and that didn't even occur to me as a possibility.
2: (laughs) So they enter through the, uh... Entryway. Entryway. I'm presuming Killala is standing just off to the side there. (laughs) Maybe there's two? Maybe she
0: gets the VIP entrance.
2: So they 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 are the, well, I mean, Say and Reggie are the VIPs. They're literally still in no, the tournament. They're regular IPs. <laughs> so Fellini is down, absolutely fucked up, and the is fine. It's not fine. It got a shoulder injury. You would think that someone would point out that her Gundam is damaged because they haven't seen it
0: ever be damaged before. But it's in a pretty commanding position. And Felita's like, oh, man, she reads my moves perfectly. Is that her strength? She's just really good at the prediction game.
2: He says, but it's not over yet. And rushes her and tries to tries to ragey this by
0: punching her. Yes. Without even using the cape fist. Well, presumably. Yeah, where is his cape? He's not cool enough for it right now. He's, his cool stat isn't high enough right now. <laughs> anyway, Kalala calls him on her cell phone. It's like, hey, you should give up. And Felita's like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, what are the stakes? If I lose, I'm out.
2: I'm I not can't... just going
0: to walk away. It's not like I'm in a Gundam and going to die. That's
2: one of the problems with the stakes on this. Yes, absolutely. So he charges her, gets stabbed by her lance, and absolutely pulls the most wing-ass maneuver yep. we have
1: seen. Pulls himself further onto the lance, hugs the Kubili, and begins the Ricardo special, which is a self-destruct sequence. <laughs> <laughs>
2: See, my the thing that I was thinking about this is we saw that you have Vulcans, so as
0: you're pulling yourself closer, just hold down the Vulcan button at point-blank range. Now, he's too busy giving his speech. This is the final curtain call for the Italian dandy. Um,
2: yeah, but it's not like you're in a real Gundam. You're not going to die. Well, I assume he was
1: going to retire from Gunpla after this. After it,
0: losing the Fenice? Yeah. Okay, none of that was said, but...
1: No, that was my implication, because it said it's the final curtain call.
2: True. But it would have also been the final curtain call for this particular tournament. That's fair. So, like, it's very vague, and I think Jeremy is back or not Jeremy, I think you're back it a little bit. It's the only way Kalala's speech here makes any sense. Oh, I just think the speech doesn't make any (laughs) sense.
0: I mean, it's a Rolina Peacecraft reference, because she walks up like she's Rolina Peacecraft, and gives a speech about how suicide is bad kids don't blow yourself See, up even if it seems really really cool the
2: thing is and this is all this is always the problem with this particular format they're models it doesn't matter if he blows it up he can always buy a new model kit and build it or repair it, or. but it wouldn't be it. the same
1: finiche it'd be the finiche 2
2: i mean we he just saw how badly <laughs> fucked up it got after the battle with Ray and seiji <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hang on. Say it, on. take it again. No, I think that has to stay. No, Seiji
1: no. is just what you call them together. Say
2: and Reiji. That's their couple name. So we know he can fix it. So the don't blow yourself up doesn't make any sense because his life isn't on the line here. There's literally nothing on the line here. There's the tournament on the line and potentially, depending on exactly how the rules work, self-destructing might win him this match and let him progress to the next stage. I'd say
1: it would be a draw at least, but so my interpretation of this is he is going to absolutely destroy the Fenice, which is something he has never done before, and then retire from Gunpla.
0: Yeah, but like they could have said that. We could, could have, have got a scene that, yes. with, where he tells that to Killala and establish its importance to him, which and would also continuity. make the speech make a little bit more sense.
2: Her yelling at him over giving up right here instead. Yeah, yeah. well, she's
1: basically saying, you can't give up. Gunpla battle. You'll win that's the, eventually.
2: That's the thing. Like Jeremy said, they don't establish that what you're saying makes this speech make a lot more sense. Because on the face of it, she's basically saying, don't blow yourself up. Don't kill yourself in a game where he literally can't do that. Yep. I mean, he he could blow up his
0: gun and then shoot himself. But I don't <laughs> think anyone thinks that's on the table. <laughs> He's not going to Persona 3 it. <laughs> Just because there's a butterfly offering him a contract. But anyway, so the the speech doesn't really hit. But no. it
2: does get to Ricardo Fellini and he concedes. He's like, you're, you're right. <laughs> you can concede
0: at any time.
1: You're right. This isn't very cool. No,
2: it was pretty cool. <laughs> it
0: was pretty fucking <laughs> rad, dude. But suicide is bad, kids. Japan has the highest suicide rate. Don't blow yourself up, Ath. All
2: right. So it pops up with concede. So the match is over. So the Plavsky particle field all goes away and everything is over. Except in this one particular match... <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, I guess he did concede. He doesn't didn't lose, so maybe it hasn't come up yet. But anyway, Isla is like, no, I do not accept your concession. And starts murderizing the Wingundum Fenice further. And even Nine is like, hey, Isla cut it out. But uh, then oh, wait, she's comified. The body is going down, down, down. The embody was so high that her consciousness is ellipsis. <laughs> so she starts stabbing the Fenice repeatedly. Teach you to try to seduce an 18-year-old girl.
2: (laughs) So whatever the system does, it kind of fucks with her head, but we don't actually know what it does. And that is my biggest problem here is that the battle is over and every other time we've seen the battle over, it immediately shuts down.
1: And like, why isn't anyone doing anything about this? So
0: Reiji shows up and is like, hey, you can just walk up to a tournament and throw your Gundam in, right? That's what I learned from Codename C that time he tried to, drown me <laughs> and <laughs> apparently
2: he's picked up a, of the habit from say of just carrying his gunpla around with him because he's got the beginning Gundam not the star strike which is
1: good because the beginning gets saviored.
2: <laughs> I do love how he does this and then it <laughs> flashes to the friend crew and they're like wait where the fuck,
0: when the fuck did Reiji get over there? And say's like, yeah, I'm really only used to having one person beside me, and there was still your guys' body heat, so I didn't <laughs> even notice. So Reiji tries to defend the Finiche, and is like, hey, stay away from my friend, and as Tyler said, gets saviored. No, it doesn't. It still got an arm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she only cut off one arm and cut it in
2: half. So. I
1: do love that the V-fins, because their beams retract <laughs> after it
2: dies. <laughs> And yeah, they're, they're like, oh, no, it shouldn't have broken that easily. And Reiji is poleaxed. He's like, what was that
0: move? Man, I'm gonna go punch that person. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. Uh, but wait, there is more. A lot more. Actually, This is one of those things that
2: doesn't feel like it actually needs uh, to be after the credits because it's operating on like, as Jeremy has said before, they mm-hmm. tend to use like the credit break for
0: when they want to have the two cliffhangers. But this is the same cliffhanger. Yep. I mean, it's a more, much more intense version of the cliffhanger. So Isla falls over. <laughs> uh, After the. GN it comes up field with battle. Yeah, it says battle aborted. And Reiji's like, How dare you? I'll never forget you. And Felini's like, Reiji, when did you get here? <laughs> <laughs> so Ragie runs over to Isla. She's, she's fallen over hard enough that it cracked the helmet. Yeah. And Nine is like, Hey, are you okay? And she's like, No,
2: dude. <laughs> what the hell was that? And so Reggie is standing right there, and he's like, "Hey, I know you," and this horrifies Isla. She's like, "Oh dear God!" And she's got like the, like the non—I don't know how best to describe it—but almost the dead eye. Reggie
0: is also horrified for a moment, and he's like, "Hey, what are you doing in there, Ina? What what's going on? I'm very confused." And then he gets red redoney about it.
2: Yeah, well, that, that is very <sighs> ragey, especially and- after what she was just doing, as
0: far as he's concerned. Yep. So Aina just looks away, trying to run from her problem, but she can't because there's a Reiji yelling at her. And Nine, and Nine is, is like, who the, the fuck it. is this kid? <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. So what did you guys think? I like this fairly well, but
1: uh, mostly I like Fellini's stuff and how, how great he's doing until if suddenly
2: he's not. <laughs> I kind of like this episode. I do have some problems, mainly with the fact that it's like the what is the embody system like what is this thing it's
1: a special flana institute technology
2: hasn't been ever referenced or introduced like what is the danger inherent in this thing going up they didn't actually say anything about that brain stuff just being introduced now and they're like hey it could do this and i'm like i don't even know what the fuck you're talking about to start with what do you mean it could potentially hurt somebody And who the hell let you do this?
1: This is a very standard trope though,
2: right? Of like It is, but just because it is a standard trope doesn't mean you can't just Just because it is a standard trope doesn't mean you don't have to establish it. Previously it was just like, okay, it's the uniform. But there's no reference. There's nothing that comes up. Isla never thinks about it. We've seen her a couple of times. Why couldn't she have a thought relating to what the you know the embody system is? What they're
0: doing why couldn't nine have said something i mean because this is the first time it's relevant to the story and i kind of agree with you it's a bit late to introduce it into the game but i think it's fine to introduce something making you want to ask those questions if the idea is to answer them later does it sort of <laughs> <laughs> other than
2: that like the fight's okay we I like seeing ricardo fellini actually put up a fight with her because he He isn't just some random schlub that we haven't gotten any screen time for. We want to see Fellini. I mean, I don't know about you guys. I wanted to see (laughs) Fellini succeed. Like, I wanted to see him go down fighting. And despite the fact that the speech doesn't really click because it's a game. um, (laughs) And the absolute rad move of, I'm going to self-destruct and take you with me. I like that idea. The wing it's special. It's the most wing ass thing you can yeah, do. Yeah, no, I love that they gave that to
1: him because it is also an extremely wing maneuver. Do you have a high point, Tyler? Man, I don't know, actually. I think I'm actually going to give it to Isla going berserk on the Phoenice, like after the battles ended. I thought it was a fairly cool scene and it looks suitably brutal.
2: Zach? I have a couple. Um, I'm not going I'll, I'll wait until you do to, to point out the ones that I think would go as honorable mentions. But I think I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give it to Fellini recognizing immediately the invisible funnels and what in like the specifically the shot of him like turning around seeing him come through the smoke and then blast them all like I really like that shot because it really does reinforce Fellini is a canny customer like. He's done this before. He knows what he's doing. That sounds like a novel title also. Riccardo Fellini and the <laughs> Invisible Funnels.
0: <laughs> oh, I was going to say he's a canny customer. Oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Both could work. The fr- it's, it's the first and second books in a series. What about you, Jeremy? What's your eye point?
0: It's kind of hard to come up with something I feel like for this one. Honestly, the fight's pretty good. The before fight is pretty standard being from Riccardo Fellini, the loser's point of view the entire time. I guess I'll go with wow, man! I, I couldn't have expected him to recount every line of Mobile Suit Gundam before he woke back up.
1: <laughs>
2: so I the, like the bright slaps specifically.
0: <laughs> the, the high point that was one of like the
2: the runner-up high points was just say reciting <laughs> like not not nil saying I couldn't have known that, but just say reciting all of the gun pl- or all the Gundam lines. And the one that I disqualified because it makes me think of my low point is actually the the self destruct. <laughs> What's your low point though, Tyler? Oh man, I'm having a really hard time. So the problem is, I I feel
1: like this episode is pretty flat for me. Um, so I'm having a really hard time coming up with a low point.
0: Yeah, I had the same thing on high point. I actually think low point is easier though. So
1: I mean, Fellini should have blown himself up. So there's that. Uh, but I don't think that's actually my low point. Oh no, come back to me. I'll think of something.
0: Zach Kilala's speech. Yeah, again, it's you could work it, you could make it something, but they didn't. So it's not. Yeah, if if you. If,
2: as you said, or not as you said, as Tyler was saying, you thought that it was a, Fellini's going to retire if he does this. They never established that. And if they did establish some kind of stakes inherent in him doing that, it would make that hit a lot better. But as it is, it's just a Gundam Wing reference because he's about to blow himself up. And it doesn't really land because it's a game.
0: Yeah, This episode is very suddenly Gundam tropes. You got the self-destruct bit there. You've got the mysterious system we're infecting the waif with to ruin her life, to make her pilot a thing she doesn't want. It's very
2: Gundam tropes all at once. And you've got the the main characters learning the identity of the enemy,
0: the the big main enemy pilot, and oh no, it's Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, oh no, we're flirting with her. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go with Reiji just deciding, hey, I can be in this battle, right? That's fine and nobody's going to notice. Also, this battle is still going for some reason.
1: I think mine is actually just Mao in this episode.
0: What Not just being here? <laughs> uh, just
1: like, he just showed up to cry about something that happened like three days ago. Okay, still. I have
2: to
0: ask. Is Mao the worst character in this series? Is he worse than Sazaki?
1: Yes, actually. <laughs> uh,
0: I'm trying to think of other bad characters. Zach's definitely going to say he's worse than Gorilla. <laughs> oh, I, I, I forgot the about him. reason why
2: Mao, to me, is the worst character in this series And, like, those characters, they show up for only a couple of instances, and they aren't relevant. He is a main character that is sticking around and being consistently annoying. Uh, And, like, he doesn't really serve a purpose as opposed to kind of the other ones are still doing something.
0: No, Mao is not the worst character, but the worst character hasn't shown up yet. (laughs) (laughs) Is what I'm going to say.
1: Okay,
2: this has got to be
0: terrifying, then.
2: Like,
1: I don't hate Mao. I just, like, he is a surprisingly one note character and like i find
0: him incredibly annoying i find him medium annoying yeah so. same all right do you have an mvp tyler i guess it's not mao
1: i i'm actually gonna give it to Follini this episode um i i thought he did a lot of cool stuff he carried the episode for me. I feel like I've been giving it to the uh, the losers in these highlight episodes. Well, it's because so. the,
2: the loser is the point of the, hi- of the, of the episodes in the last yep. few.
0: Which, like I said, I think is one of the tricks that makes this a better tournament series than a lot of other ones. And that really emphasizes its character focus, too. Zach, who's your MVP? It's the Italian dandy himself, Riccardo Fellini. <laughs> yeah, I think it's unanimous on this one. Riccardo Fellini wins by losing. <laughs> I mean, he's a great character. Uh, so speaking of him, shall we put his mobile suit on our mobile suit with? Yeah. Do we have the standard wing on that? We do. Do we think the Wing Gundam Fenice is better? Oh, yeah. know At the start, you guys were both very cold on it. Like, oh, this is just a Wing Gundam, but it's green. Well, the first
2: time, when we first see his Gundam, you don't really see the whole thing. It just looks like a Wing Gundam. I think I also like it more than the standard Wing Gundam. I love the asymmetric wings. Like, they're both on the one side. I really like his motorcycle and his gun. chrome eyes. Really cool.
1: The rapier beam saber is really good.
2: It, I think that's the... Um, the roses. I wanted, to, I wanted to say it was off of the... The rose doesn't have a beam saber. It's, it's got a specifically... It's just a rapier. <laughs> that's a good point. Um, I thought it was off of the Epion, honestly, but I don't think that's right.
0: No, it's not the Epion. The Epions, the Epion's got like a big cable gauntlet beam saber. The Epion has a like Warhammer 40k beam well, saber. No, I, know it, I know
2: it has an actual, it's got the like the tail cable thing, but it also has another beam saber. No, but
0: the beam saber is like a big gauntlet with a cable going into the oh, okay. back. Do we think it's better than the Exia, which is Wing Gundam adjacent to me? Mm,
1: I was going to say, I think if only because we have seen the Exia do so much cool stuff, it is not better than the Exia for me. Although as a design, I actually like the Phoenice better, uh, but I, I do think I have to give it to the Exia.
2: This is really tough because I really like both of these designs. I think I'm going to give it to the Finiche, though. Because the the overall design... Yes, we've seen the Exio do a lot of really cool things. And the way they animate that mobile suit and Double Odd is really fucking cool. But the Finiche has a lot of, like, unique aspects to it while still being recognizably, like... What it is based on. And it just looks really cool. I like the fact that he's got the the tricolor look to like the the Italian flag colors and everything like that. It's really cool to me.
1: I, I had to look up what Fenice was again. It is Phoenix. Yes. So
0: I agree. It's really, really close. I think I actually have to give it to the Exia because I like its color scheme more. Even though I do like that the Fenice has the Italian flag thing going on. It but is, it's very close. It is really close. They're both very, very good designs. So to compare it to the same mobile suit, how does it compare to the double O riser?
1: I, I have a very similar problem with this one. Um, I
0: think I prefer it to the double O riser. My
2: brain immediately went to um, stupid bill divers. Ah. My brain was like, of course it's better than the double O diver. What the fuck are you talking about? But no, the double O riser. I do think I like it more than the riser, though. Yeah, the riser has weird
1: proportions for me. The one thing that I think is going to put the Fenice ahead of it for me is just how many random tricks it has. Like, this thing has the arsenal I wish the Starbill the Strike had.
0: It does have a lot of treks. Better or worse than the Trudium Gundam, which also has a lot of tricks. It
2: does. <laughs> is that
0: lock-on 1 or 2? Oh, uh, that's, that's lock-on tr- 2. Okay. Lock-harder.
2: <laughs> but it's not the Dynamis. It's not, no, not not the Dynamis. It's not the... Um, the Zabanya? Yeah, the the movie one. No, it is not the... Movie. I can never keep his straight. That's, the pro- that's my problem with him. Uh, better or worse than the Trudium? I think I like the wings, the Wing Finiche more than the Trudium. But I think we're very much in the right neighborhood. I think I agree
1: with Zach on this. I think I like the Finiche a little bit more.
0: So, final question: better or worse than the Gundam Zabanya? Ah, ah!
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oof! Uh, I want to put it in the middle just to split up that block.
0: The Zabanya has all of the funnels forever. I'm in a bit of a weird spot
2: because I've been replaying V. The... and the it does fire without targeting i haven't actually been using it a lot recently though i think i'm going to say i like the Zabania more than the finiche it's really close though and you're saying the finiche
0: tyler no i was saying
2: the Zabania just so that i could have the finiche between the two so
0: you get your wish so the what did you think jeremy where did you i would have put it i would have put it above the Zabania personally but i am outvoted so the wing gundam finiche goes at number 21 Above the Charudium Gundam and below the Gundam Zabanya.
1: It rises from the ashes, only to fall short.
2: Any final thoughts on this episode? It makes me excited for what's coming next.
1: Yeah, that's mostly, I think, my my final thought is, like, I really want to see the next episode. Because there's got to be
0: some fallout from this one. So we will be back next week with Amid the Glittering Particles. Hey, it's a Mobile Suit Gundam reference. Podcast ended.